0: Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm Haley, and we are Leels on Reels. Hello, so we were gonna talk about the Women in Horror Film Festival a while back, but we, we didn't really get into the studio. So we are finally going to talk about the 2020 Women in Horror Film Festival. Finally. Finally. It took place from February 27th through February 29th, 2020. It was in Marietta, Georgia, and our film was showing there. Yes, it was. Yes. Our film Return to Sender was an official selection at this film festival. So we went down to Georgia.
1: Yep. We drove down there.
0: Yeah, we drove on down to Georgia. We braved our way through a snowstorm coming I from know. Chicago. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, we were driving through that snow all day long. We thought
1: we were gonna miss it, but guess not.
0: Nope. Nope. It stuck with us all day. Um but yeah, we, we drove on the way down from Chicago down to Georgia, almost Atlanta. And we we attended all three days to support our mm-hmm. film being there, and it was a good time.
1: Yeah, we had a good time. It was so, a good time. Met I a just... lot of people.
0: Yeah, we met a lot mm. of people. It's a really great community down there. It really is. Yeah, the whole horror community is just really, really nice to be a part of. Everyone is yeah. so welcoming, and we, we had a lot of really great conversations.
1: Yeah, it's like a big family meeting. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really nice to be there. I'm really glad that we went, and I'm looking forward to going back. Same here. Yes this this wasn't our first time at no, the Women in Horror is Film Festival. Our second time there. Yeah, the first time we went there was. Um, Last year, or their last one that was in 2018. Yeah. And we went there, and we we were just watching films that year.
1: Yeah, we were just spectators. Yeah,
0: yeah, we just went and we watched all the films. And then this year we got to go as filmmakers, and that was really cool. Which was awesome. Oh yeah, super fun. So we we were down there, and we we watched about. Oh my gosh, there there was 89 total films that were That's a lot of films there. to watch. Yeah. And we watched as many of them as we could. Yeah. Yeah. Because since we were there with our own film, we had to. Be there for our film and do press and stuff like that. So there was some some films that we had to miss.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we wanted to watch them all, but it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah,
0: and then of course we have to have time to eat sometimes. Yeah,
1: this is a really tight schedule. Yeah,
0: so. it was a very tight schedule because um, this was the first year that they were at the the Strand Theater in Marietta. Yes. It's a historical theater. Uh, previously, the the film festival was held at, in Peachtree City, mm-hmm. Georgia. And that one was in kind of like a conference center at a at a, a hotel. hotel. Yeah, yeah. And this one, it this year we we moved on to a historic theater, so it it was kind of nice to actually be in a theater yeah. and see these in films. theater
1: seating and yeah,
0: yeah. But but there definitely was some some growing pains because we were all. Like kind of a, a conference in a way was kind of shoved into the lobby, the yeah. lobby of this theater. <laughs> there was a lot of people there, so which is good. Th- there was a lot of people, and so it was it was very easy to run into people to talk to. But then it was kind of hard to separate yourself to actually be able to have a conversation true. and not feel in the way.
1: True, true.
0: And there was a lot of things going on. Definitely, <laughs> it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, but the theater was really nice, though. Yeah. Yeah, it it was really nice. Like Definitely you historic. got the red carpet treatment when you were coming in. They had the red carpet rolled out, yeah. and it had like the marquee up front and everything like that. It was super cool. It's a very nice location. Like, and I know they're they're gonna have it at the same theater again. I believe so. Yeah, and then at the next film festival, so that that'll be nice. And now we'll we'll kind of know. What's like going on with locals it? Vocals at that
1: point, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah told like we we're... walked around Marietta enough downtown.
1: Yeah. Like we kind of know the area now pretty well. Oh, yeah.
0: Well. Definitely.
1: Nice area. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we were there for our film, uh, Return to Sender, screened in the Thrillers block on Friday, February 28th. Mm-hmm. And that was, we were surrounded by some really well shot films, some really well thought yeah. out films. Yeah. It was, it was so, it was very nice to see our film, like, up on that screen, surrounded by stuff of that Calibre caliber. films yeah. that
1: were there, yeah, exactly. That's super cool. So that was really nice to uh, see, and actually meet these people and talk mm-hmm. to them, you know, as filmmakers and just sharing the same craft that we do, and it was great.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, there were so many, like, in the Q&A after our film block yeah. was, like, there were so many of us that were there to take part in that. yeah. Like it felt like almost every film had at least one person.
1: Uh, yeah, representing the, the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if, if not, I think all of them were there. Actually, I'm not sure if uh, I can't. I'm not it's sure, been yeah. so
0: long; I can't remember far back. That's why. <laughs> that's why we need to talk about our experience a little bit closer too. But it was it was really really interesting to take part in that Q and A. Like I, I do wish that we had been asked some different questions while yeah. we were there because yeah. th- there was definitely some stuff about. Uh, Return to Sender specifically that I wanted to be able to talk about, but we weren't asked any questions that were similar to that. So yeah,
1: it was kind of like a general question for all the filmmakers that were being asked. Well,
0: and not only that, but like I know uh, one question that we were asked that threw us all for a loop was about uh, jump scares oh, yeah, in our films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was it was so funny because we were all asked about jump scares in our films, and every single one of us was like. I don't think we uh-huh. had jump scares in our films. <laughs> and we all kind of like looked at each other and thought about our response. And the the filmmaker right next to me actually handed jump. off the mic immediately because right she off. didn't know yeah. what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was really interesting because trying to like watch my film as a viewer, someone who was watching it and like what would they consider a jump scare? Yeah. So I had to kind of figure out like how to talk about that, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I nailed the right part. I
1: guess the <laughs> jump scare could be different for every person. Though, I guess. You
0: know? So then like, you know, me with 50, 50 chances, I always guess <laughs> wrong. So I'm, I'm not shocked at all that the one that I thought was the jump scare was not what people were talking about. <laughs> it doesn't shock me at all. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, it was, it was really cool to meet a lot of people. A lot of people oh, yeah, absolutely. we, we kind of like created our own little group of people people that hung out <laughs> all the time. At the after
1: time. party, yeah. Yeah,
0: because there was little after parties afterward. We would all get together, and Scott Bradley would order pizza.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Scott.
0: That was great. <laughs> yes, it was great to have pizza with you, Scott. You just uh, have all the
1: conversation afterwards. It was really nice just to hang out, reflect on the day, talk about films,
0: it was, you know. it was great. Like, yeah. I, I even got a recommendation from someone, from someone. I Like, I thought I knew who recommended this film to me, but I guess I didn't.
1: Which I, you ended up recommending to them anyway. Yeah, so I
0: ended up recommending this film to somebody else. But uh, somebody told me to watch Better Watch Out, yeah. which is a holiday horror film. And that was really interesting. It, it threw me for a loop. I, was, I did not get what I was expecting from that film, and it was great. <laughs> it was Great fun. in that way. Very surprising. Um, and I also had a really long conversation with um, a woman named Gwen. Oh, yes. Yes. Gwen, I never got your contact information, but we had a very long talk about Dario Argento films and... I, I've added a lot of those to my list. I have located them, Gwen. Just wanted to let you know. I yeah. know you're out there, Gwen.
1: Yeah, if you happen to listen to this podcast, <laughs> like reach out, please, because we would love to talk to you some more
0: yeah she, she had so much nice insight like I when we were talking to her I was like are, are you a writer like do you write about films do you write films because you have so much insight right now yeah. into all these so nice to have a conversation with her yeah. yeah she came dressed as a character from a Dario Argento film I know <laughs> just you, you could not miss her it was a bloody dress and she was missing, missing an, an arm, arm. yeah Yeah. at one point she walked into a Q&A and a the, and the person who was hosting the Q&A got freaked out and they were like oh thank goodness it's just an outfit your arm is okay <laughs> That's why, yeah. So she she definitely had a presence around. So Gwen, oh, yeah. Gwen, if reach you out. hear this, <laughs> yeah, reach
1: out, please. We'd love to talk to you some more.
0: It was very nice to meet you, Gwen. But yeah, we we had a, a a group of people that we hung out with at the end of every day, and they they all got really great accolades for their films that were in this. It was so nice to be like, yes, I talked to that person many <laughs> times. Yeah, so it was it was really nice to see like when the award ceremony came up and they yeah. they were getting stuff. It was so cool. Yeah, it was nice to
1: see that and how happy they were and you know it was great. Like it was everybody had a good time.
0: Mm-hmm. It was it was really fun and also during the um during the the award ceremony, mm. um Heather Langenkamp was there and she played Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. And when she did the announcements for our category, because we were nominated for Best Thriller Short, because that was the block that we were in. Um, So when she was announcing the films, it was so cool. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like,
0: for a brief moment, I thought I might win something. (laughs) Um, Because she was naming off all of the films that were nominated in that category. And when she got to my film, she was like return to sender like she got like really into it and it was so cool to hear Heather Langenkamp say <laughs> my film like that like for a brief moment the butterflies started going in my stomach like do I have a chance <laughs> did it actually
1: affect somebody
0: so like, there is a chance, a like, chance yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't win <laughs> but it was cool for that moment that I thought I might yes Yes, it's a good time for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like just just to know, like to see, like his return to Sender at at these film festivals that it's been at this past year, it doesn't really have like a huge impact on people. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not one that they leave the theater being like, oh, that was great. I'm yeah. gonna remember that forever. Which is. A little bit disappointing. Like that's kind of where I wanted it to be, but it has a different effect on people because the long-lasting it's, thought. It has a little bit more of a long-lasting effect rather than an immediate shock value. Yeah. Because as soon as you bring it up to someone, they're like, "Is that the one with the box?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yes, that is the one with the box." And they're like, "Yes, what was in the box?"
1: <laughs> and all the questions come. And then and there, then yeah, the yeah.
0: questions come. So it's it's not necessarily that return to sender is one that people just immediately are like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't make like their best of the fest like." hmm That they immediately think of because it doesn't have that that kind of effect, but it, it definitely has, like, discussion points. Yeah. When like,
1: the s- situations arise, it's like you think about it, like, oh, yeah, it's like that one movie. Or, yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, like, it, it is sitting with people, <laughs> yeah. just not in the way I originally would have thought. <laughs> but, like, I know that the cinematography is effective. Yeah. Yeah, because talking to some people like they did, they did talk and say good things about the cinematography. Yep. The box itself got a whole bunch of uh, compliments.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the music at one point. The uh, music
0: got compliments too. Yeah. the soundtrack.
1: How it built. I forgot who it was, but they were smashing the, the, the tension that it built. Mm-hmm.
0: I, um, I, I'm having a hard time. I'm blanking oh, on who said that.
1: Uh, I believe her name was Heather.
0: Heather, yes, yes. Heather Halstead. Yes. Yeah. Yes, She she liked the music. She 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 really liked how the tension built and everything like yeah. that. Um, Ck, one of the producers from a feature film there. She she really complimented the box. So Sarah, our designated ribbon tire, you did a very good job making that box <laughs> look pretty. Every single time we made you retie that ribbon. How it, many times was that? <laughs> oh, so many times. After every take, we would untie the ribbon and then we'd have to tie the ribbon again. But yes, that one had an effect. The box was very pretty. I've been yeah. told. Um, and then uh, on several points, we've had uh, Jennifer Linius' performance has mm-hmm. been like, she did a great job. Like, she I'm, did. The movie would not have happened without her. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun time to be like, I, like, I just loved being there, like that my film yeah. was included in that. Like, yeah. it's so cool.
1: It's a definitely great atmosphere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, great people. To be around with definitely, you know I, that, that everybody that was involved, you know, <clears throat> Vanessa. Thank you again. Yes, so Vanessa. Much.
0: Thank you so much. Can't wait to be back. Yeah. yeah, the Women in Horror Film Festival has become like our our like
1: it's like our vacation. <laughs> spot. Yeah, it's kind of so weird to say that we so Oh
0: yeah, on vacation we're going to the Women in Horror that's Film right. Festival.
1: <laughs> you need the support, right? We got to support.
0: Yeah, definitely. So... <laughs>
1: Yeah, even like that first year that we went, we I mean, we met a lot of good people mm-hmm. that we still talk to till today, and we met even more friends this time around. Yep, we met we, even more yeah, friends so this it's time. This great time, just overall excellent experience, and glad we were there again.
0: Yeah, just, I just really love the community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. yeah, the
0: community there is really nice, very welcoming. It's just it's it's a really nice event to be a part of. Whether whether you're just going to watch films or you're going with your film in it, like yeah. It's great either way Yeah super fun time on that note should we talk about some of the films that we did get to see other than our own yeah let's do it (laughs) so like the the first day was really interesting because we had the whole opening VIP type type thing thing. like we met people we talked with people and then we went and sat down and watched like a a short block and that was I think the supernatural shorts I think that's where we started yeah. yeah that's what I have written down at least and there was, I, I love supernatural films, so a lot of these were right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the ones that has really stuck with me for, for several reasons afterwards is Cleanse.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yes, Cleanse really stuck with me. For one, because the story is like simple yet powerful, and it yeah, has it, a lot of layers to it.
1: it. It takes a hold of you, just like the film that... Yeah. Within the film itself.
0: Yes. And also the the practical effects with it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it it was very captivating to see that. And it, it really stuck with you. It it grabbed a hold. And it, it's not one that's easily forgettable. Mm-hmm. And I think that one might have won. I think it, it did win. It did win for Best Supernatural short in that block. I believe that, yeah. Yes. And it, it very well deserved because it, it just touched on a lot of different things. Yeah. In a way that is a little bit abstract, but also very easily digestible. Mm-hmm. In a way,
1: and it, it's in your face too. Like yeah. it, 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 it's telling you exactly what it needs to tell you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So that one, that one really struck a chord, and it's it's stuck with me. Like I, I still remember the performance from the lead actress in that, and just the effects are very haunting. Yeah, the way that they did that was great. Oh gosh!
1: Yeah, an- so bad she couldn't stay stick around after a while.
0: The actress, yeah,
1: she was there for that first night. Yeah, she was there for that she had first more work night or something like that mm-hmm. to do so.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it, yeah, it was very nice to meet the actress too. Very very sweet lady, very sweet lady. And then an- another one that I remember really well in in that block was in her shoes.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, cuz yes. we
0: we've actually screened with that one a couple of times. A couple of times
1: right in different <laughs> other different festivals. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then we finally got to got, meet the director yeah, this it was kinda time. Yeah, it's kind of nice to so. finally
1: meet, meet him,
0: yeah. Yeah, Ray, Ray Kermani is a very very friendly dude.
1: He's and very outgoing.
0: Yes, very friendly. He came over from Belgium and he was just having a great time hanging out with people Everybody. and promoting the film.
1: Yeah. Everywhere I look, if I see him, he's with a different person. talking. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, it was great. Yeah, he 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 was he was fantastic to be around. Really, yeah, yeah, it was a great time. But in her shoes is kind of kind of your traditional type supernatural film. It's about a little girl who's in a cemetery and she sees this pair of shoes, and the shoes kind of lead her places that she yeah. might not ordinarily have gone to. Yeah, it's like and, a breadcrumb trail type yeah, deal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it was very interesting because uh, talking with Ray and seeing some of his other promotional material that he did, I guess that was kind of a concept for a feature film. Oh. Yeah. So I, I can relate to that because that was one of my ideas with Return to Sender. So, yeah. like, yeah, very interesting to see that other films that that were there yeah. that I've been screening with that had a similar idea of something being something bigger. Bigger,
1: yeah. But I'd yeah. like to see what that would be like expanded.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it not necessarily those characters specifically, but what she was the idea. Yeah. going to. Yeah. yeah. So that w- that was another one that really stuck out to me. And it's it's stuck out to me from some of the other film festivals it's shown at as well. Super fun time. But another thing about that first night was you, we went into a feature.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And the feature was called the dark red. And that was really interesting because you had the director there and you had the lead actress there for the Q&A afterwards. Yeah. And it it hit um, uh, VOD streaming and all that type of stuff like at the beginning of March, March 6th, I think was the date.
1: Yeah. A couple of theaters too around. uh,
0: Yeah. And it it did have some limited screening at some select theaters. But this one, so I guess the reason I'm bringing that up is because that's one that we watched at the festival that is accessible for people to watch. Yeah. On their own here, but um, yeah, the dark red—that was an interesting one because it was almost like three different films in one.
1: Yeah, the, the story arc was interesting how it yeah. went from one. Uh, like I guess they did split it up into. It was like, like
0: a psychological thriller, also a revenge thriller, yeah, and a, a just a couple different type of genres. And it was it was kind of it was an interesting it's like
1: trip. A progression of from being a victim to. Um, taking hold. Taking hold,
0: yeah. Yeah, taking charge and everything. Yeah. And the lead actress, April Billingsley, she was fantastic. She in was. It. Like, she she really sold that film. She does a great job there. Gosh, but after. God, did Was there another short block on that first night? I, don't I feel know. like there was.
1: You know, there's been a couple of weeks now. I can't remember offhand exactly. I know. I
0: feel like there was. Um, because we were there pretty late. Yeah. So I feel like there was another short block afterwards.
1: Um, Yeah. No longer. I don't. I don't have the schedule in front of me, so I won't be able to tell exactly unless you want me to go get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. But yeah, yeah, there might have been another short block. But either either way, that was that was a great opening day. It really set the tone for the type of stuff that we were going to see throughout the rest of the festival. And then the second day was a whole bunch of shorts. Lots of yep. different Lots short blocks, shirts, yeah. including our own. So we were like kind of hyperactive and not really <laughs> knowing what we had to do. Like we were really focused on being there for our film to make sure we were there for that.
1: Yeah. and we But we also wanted to see everything as but much yeah. as we could too. Yeah. So it was kind of hard.
0: Yeah. So I, I can't remember if uh, the student films were on the first night or if they were on the second day. I want to say they were on the first night. But a couple of those stood out as well. And one of those being um, Blur. And Blur was directed by Heather Halstead. Yeah. Her name has been brought up before because we had some nice conversations with her. Heather is very nice as well. Um, Blur really stuck out to me because this one is about a woman who does a job that needs her eyes. Mm -hmm. And she is facing the possibility of the very real possibility of losing her vision. Yeah. So, that one really From what stuck she with loves me. to do,, eh? yeah, that one really hit me because that's a another fear that I have as well, so it really sunk its hooks into me and stayed yeah. there, um that kind one of personal for you, oh yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> yeah, so that one that one was a really interesting watch, it had a lot of things very similar to um a Thai film I've seen recently, Shudder. Well, I, recently. It's, it's been a part of my life since I was a teenager. Um, but yeah, Shudder with the the camera mm-hmm. and and the ghost that was involved with there. There was a lot of things that were really reminiscent of Shudder to me um, in Blur. And so that made it really interesting to watch. It was, it was nice to see those sort of similarities.
1: Now, there's also like one animated uh, short film that really stood out to me. Um, it's called Kim.
0: Yeah, Kim. Kim was yeah. in the same block as Blur, I think.
1: Uh, you might have been. Yeah, I think yeah. you might be right. Um, that was really interesting about um, she's not really a mermaid. What do they call it? Siren. A siren. Yeah, and it was pretty funny.
0: Oh, it was hilarious. It
1: was <laughs> just the thought of like this.
0: You have it's, it's, Kim it's, who's
1: yeah. who's narrating and not not just narrating, but actually talking to you. Like she's looking at the camera it's about like the her office. Yeah, about her dealings as a siren and what she has to go through in life, and meeting sailors and things she's done. Yeah,
0: like just talking about her day as a siren—you know, luring sailors into the deep and like stealing their jewelry and eating them and stuff. And, you know, the usual. And it was just—it had this great humor to it. Yeah, like we were—we were all cracking up. The whole theater was cracking Especially up watching with this one. particular sailor. That- Oh yeah. They both hate each other. Oh great. yeah. She has, she has a very love hate relationship with a very particular sailor in this in this cove. But she's got a heart. Yeah. Yeah. So Kim Kim was super sweet. That was stop motion yeah. animation. Yeah. And it was That was good. It was so fun. That was so great. I, I, I wish I could find Kim somewhere. I want online. to watch it again. Yeah. Like I'd love to watch it again, and I know a couple of people like in my circle who would probably really like that yeah. film. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. So now I really need to talk to, you. I really need to bring up, like in, in our block, in the thrillers block, it started off with a film called A Noise That Carries. Oh boy. And there is a part in that film, like overall, I, the film, it was an okay film, you know, like it kind of lost me a little bit with the ending, but there is something in A Noise That Carries that absolutely sticks with me. And I think it's everybody
1: been, that saw it sticks with them.
0: Oh, yeah. It's been almost a month since I saw this film, and I still cannot get that image out of my head.
1: <laughs> and I, I think that affected everybody else. that so we know who was affected by it. And yeah. You know who you are.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, this particular image. Okay, so A Noise That Carries is literally a, It's about a man who lives at home, and he's recently gone through a divorce, so he lives alone. And he hears this noise Mm -hmm. and he's kind of freaked out about it. And then a neighbor comes over and the neighbor is trying to tell him that like, oh, all all these other houses have had like break-ins recently. So we're trying to create a neighborhood watch. And then while the neighbor is there, it becomes increasingly more weird. Like (laughs) she's, she's weird. She's really weird. And she makes this face. And it's it's so bizarre cuz it's not outright scary. No, it's, it's just It's kind of odd. funny. Like funny the, and the the first at the same time, time that she like she comes up behind him like she's trying to scare him. And she holds this face and this pose. This pose. <laughs> and it's the way the way that she holds it when when you first see it, you don't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of funny, but it's also terrifying yeah. at the same time because it, the way that she holds it and she's so still. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's, it's one of those like, <laughs> okay. Like, what do I
1: do at this yeah. point?
0: Like. And then she does it again. <laughs> and it, like, by the time you see it the second time, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You know? Um, I
1: remember Maggie brought that up at one of our uh, after-party.
0: Yeah, our after-party pizza discussions. Yeah, she
1: brought that up because we were all like, oh, my God. Yeah, because,
0: like, I didn't realize, like, I guess it, it sticks with people, you know? Yeah. Like, I knew that it affected me, and I was going to have that seared into my nightmares.
1: I, I don't think I'll ever forget
0: it. To <laughs> with you, But then to see that other people had that same effect, like, oh, never going to forget that face. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> So it's not just us. Yeah. You know, and it, like, I, I do have to bring up, it's. it's been a month, and Eric and I still do randomly just sneak uh, up on each other and make that face.
1: Now, I have to say, she is ahead right now. She got me last. Yes. Out of nowhere, just I was pulling my head out of the blanket, and there it was, and I'm like, crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Yeah,
1: it's it's just one of those things that I def it definitely will stick with you and uh, just thank you for that.
0: <laughs> oh man! Yeah, a noise that carries that face is gonna be seared into my nightmares forever. Yeah, that one that one aired right before it screened right before us, and I was like, oh man, oh boy. That's <laughs> yeah. That was great. Never going to forget that at all. Oh, gosh. Um The horror comedies block is another one that, like, there's always some gems in there. Yeah. Like, horror I, comedies are... It's a very like, interesting genre.
1: I really like horror comedies. Yeah. I do. It makes, it's, makes you go, oh, but at the same time, laugh at the same time. Like, know? when and, when
0: done well, they can be incredibly good. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh man, the the first one that I want to bring up from the horror comedies is called Fellowship. And this <laughs> one, gosh, it was, kind of, like, it was kind of like, how can I, how can I really, what can I relate it to? It's like essentially the plot of Fellowship is about these four or five women, I can't remember, um, but they're all competing for the chance to direct this film in a franchise. Mm-hmm. And Who's gonna win this role? This coveted role for the apparently one woman that Hollywood studios will allow to have a directing gig? Um, they have to Survive. fight to the death. <laughs> Survive
1: yeah. in a four-way battle or whatever. Yeah, it was. they have to
0: fight to the death for this role. And it is it's like it's, battle <laughs> royale
1: to win the directing job. Yeah, there, there's
0: one that I could compare it to. It's like battle royale, a little bit like The Purge, you know? Like yeah. there's they're, like they're they're killing each other, but it's it's like funny. <laughs> And sad at the same time, funny and sad. <laughs> yeah, it's oh like gosh.
1: John Woo meets uh, I don't know. If, I guess yeah, Battle Royale type, type of deal. It's just yeah, the action was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was very action packed. Yeah, ridiculously funny action. That's how I could sum it up. Mm-hmm. It was just what the like. Make sure, you know the whole whole time i are watching. I'm going, what?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was cracking up at this one. There was, there was it so real in an absurd sort of way. That was great. Oh, gosh. And, and another one that stuck out to me in that one is it's called Dan Brings Home a Cat. Oh,
1: boy.
0: That cat was uh, so cute. Such a cute cat. I love cats, if you can't tell.
1: Oh, the situations in that movie.
0: <laughs> like, situationally, like, I really loved this one for the most part, you know? Like, the humor for the bulk of it, like, really got non-stop. with me. Stop. You just non-stop. You know? Because you have this adorable cat, and all these people are kind of, like...
1: Completely afraid of it.
0: Well, it's like they keep on... Th- no, like putting blame. Yeah, like, weird things start happening, and they're going to blame the cat. Because the cat is obviously the evil mastermind behind all of this stuff that's happening. <laughs> and so, like, the humor of that, like, cause you, cause as a cat owner, I'm sitting here like, yeah, sometimes I wonder, sometimes I wonder if these cats are out to get me today.
1: Yeah, they're plotting <laughs> against you. <laughs> oh, yeah, just to spite me. yeah. Cat owners will understand it for sure.
0: Yeah. So the humor for the bulk of it was pretty was pretty on point for me. They did lose me at the end.
1: Yeah. At I mean, I, I get. I got.
0: Like, I again, I get I get, a, I get, I get the humor of it, you know. But again, as a cat owner, they kind of lost me
1: there. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Me personally, the cat is so cute. It's so cute. Such a cute cat. Oh my goodness. So yeah, horror comedies are always a blast, right?
1: <laughs> they are. Yes. If it's done well, yes, yes, definitely, yes.
0: Yeah. So another another block that's always really interesting with the Women in Horror Film Festival is like the socially conscious narrative type things, and these ones take on like topics that are in in real life Such, like yeah, hot topics right now. Yeah, socially that can conscious, really happen, yeah, yeah. So there was a couple of really interesting ones this time this time around and the first one that I want to talk about is called It Will Happen Eventually
1: yeah that was interesting yeah
0: because um, this, this one was a really interesting experience to watch because it was very effective for mm-hmm. me because watching it I was immediately like in this state of paranoia yeah because it's it's really about you're you're watching this woman walking home alone at night yeah that's that's essentially the premise This yeah. so it was a woman walking home alone at night and there's all these instances like, is this person following me? Um, do how can I hide from this? Um, this that person was do? not following me, yeah. but this person might be following me. Why is this person walking like with me on the other side of the street? Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Even to a point, one time when she was following somebody, that that person felt like her. Yeah. Earlier on, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it's funny, it, not funny, but like we had the discussion about this that as a male. I didn't really pick up on it quite as much as you did. And I, after you explained it to me, I totally understood what you were to, what, why you felt that way.
0: Oh, yeah. It was and, very
1: effective and, for me. Yeah. And even, like, when we were having our discussions in the after party, um, again, Maggie was one of the ones that really, you you were talking to her about it. And you two just kind of, like, brought it out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. As a man, I don't realize that.
0: Yeah,
1: You know? But I, that and then I'm like, it makes sense. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's
0: just like a, it's like very, very subtle thing that like a lot of pe- some people don't understand. Like you, yeah. like you, you don't have to go through that fear.
1: Yeah, all the like, time. I get the situation, but I didn't get the feeling that that you and Maggie shared mm-hmm. that evening.
0: Yeah, you know? like like if you feel that way, it's justified. Usually, you know, yeah. like not like all the time. Yeah. Yeah, for the for the the slightest little thing. So that that film was really effective for me. Like like I I felt scared for that character. Yeah. Like I remember I like grabbed your arm or something. Yeah, I remember at one point you were digging your nails into me. Oh, stop it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that one was effective. Okay. Yeah, A- another one in that block that I know you really enjoyed and I enjoyed was Lily. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: another situational. Uh thing that that happens.
0: Yeah. This one was really interesting because it was like, it was one take. Yeah. So one long shot. And you're with this woman named Lily and she's at an audition for a role. And the casting director keeps asking her to perform the role that Mm -hmm. she's auditioning for. But it keeps on getting more. Escalating. Like, yeah, escalating and getting more and more uncomfortable until there is a climactic moment. And it it becomes. Um, that's when it becomes horror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when it becomes more in your face, gory horror.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. That's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I I would say it's a horror film before that as well okay, in a psychological way. Because of the tension is being built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Oh yeah. Totally. Sense. Because the performance from the lead actress in that one was fantastic. Yes. It really stuck out to me. Yeah. She was great because like as she's being asked to perform this role in all these different ways, it was she just switches so gracefully. Yeah. Yeah. Like a different
1: person every time.
0: And, and I know it's so weird to say that because like she's acting, you know, it's an actress acting. So, but she did a really good job. (laughs) Yeah. I would have hired her. (laughs) Oh yeah. She, she was one of my, she, she made that film one of my favorite films that I saw the entire time. Really stuck out to me.
1: Yeah. Gosh. And I think uh, from conversations we have with other people, mm-hmm. that was brought up quite a lot.
0: Oh yeah, she was yeah. great. That film was good. Gosh, another one that was in that block. Although I'm not really, I'm not really sure if it's, it's, it's not as socially conscious as some of the other ones. It was Smiley Death Face.
1: Oh. The um, uh, emojis? Yeah. The yeah.
0: Like this one was not nearly as socially conscious as the other ones. It was a little bit more topical because of the fact that it there was no dialogue in this one. It was entirely performed through like emoji texts. Yeah. Well, yeah, so text messages were coming up on the screen that yeah. were entirely in emojis. Yeah. So it was a very interesting experience to yeah. watch that and have to decipher yeah. what those emojis meant. Yeah, the, only get, di- like,
1: the only dialogue really that was on was the TV, the television. And talking about emojis. Talking about emojis, yeah. yeah. Which was interesting. And that's mm-hmm. just actually, you're hearing this <clears throat> doctor or whoever that person was that that's talking about the emojis Mm -hmm. and she's talking about it how things are it's affecting social social social, uh, interactions with people yeah it's actually happening for this lady you know as it's you know it's being talked about on television Mm -hmm. so I thought that was a really good way to tell that story
0: yeah, like that, really that well. one really sticks out to me yeah. because of the fact that it's told entirely through emojis. Yeah.
1: And I thought for at first time, like, like, you know, me, like, I'm not really into emojis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to have a hard time trying to follow. No, I think they, they did a good job with that. Oh, that's I, good. I that you, you understood what they
0: were trying to say. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. I don't use emojis at all. I, I look at them, but they don't mean anything to me. But mm-hmm. trying to follow the story as it's being told through emojis... I kept up with it pretty good. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't really question anything. So, they did a good job at trying to point those situations or, or or emojis out to tell a story. And I think they did a good job with that. That's good.
0: Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. I was kind of worried about that. Like, if, if you didn't, like, know the context behind some of the emojis that were being used.
1: Yeah. And I think the director or producer, I think that, that was there at Yeah, the I event, think it was the producer. She said that that was the one, things, one thing they really worried about was if the story's going to come through just using the emojis. And Mm -hmm. they kept, I don't I remember exactly what you said, but they they went through a lot of, like, trial and error with that. Yeah. So, but, yeah, good job. That was was great.
0: Yeah, they did a good job. That's a very interesting experimental concept to roll with. Yeah. So I applaud them for being successful with that and making that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and just building the tension out of that whole thing Mm -hmm. was insane. Like, I felt like I was in that room rooting for the you need to get out, like, get out of there, like, you know, like, it took a hold of me, Mm -hmm. even though the story's being told nothing but just emojis.
0: Yeah, like, uh, that one, I don't know if it affected me as much, like, the only thing I really remember about that one is the fact that they told a story with emojis, so I don't know if the tension really... For me, it did. ...held me personally. Yeah. So... well, I'm gl- I'm glad it affected yeah. you and and you understood the emojis and it affected you yeah. like yeah. double hit. whammy perfect perfect score for you Like it hit home for me I was like wow well there's a plus there you go even more success for them doing that successfully and everything <laughs> um, there's one more film from the socially conscious block that I want to touch upon and that is Diablo oh yeah yes this one is set in Mexico. Uh, entirely spoken in Spanish, mm-hmm. and it's it's about uh, like we got to believe women, you know. It's about it's about a a, a young woman who is raped, mm-hmm. and just how no one is willing to believe her or help her in any way because yeah. of that. And yeah. then she ends up getting with her own sisterhood and getting her own revenge. Yep. Yeah, so you, it's a story that like we we've seen it, but it was very visceral in this one, mm-hmm. like the the way that they showed it, and like they didn't like show it in that sort of way. But it was implied. Yeah. It was implied, yes. But but the, the way that they chose to show that this girl was alone, you know, that yeah. this woman was alone and no one was really helping her, that was what really struck me in that way. And of course the the shot where she gets her revenge and they throw in the little. The final shot of <laughs> yeah. the man having to deal with that revenge. That got a lot of interesting reactions from the audience.
1: Got me for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gosh. So, uh, unlike... That
1: was pretty powerful, actually. Yeah. That, that
0: was... That was a very powerful film. Yeah. Yeah. There is... And I know a couple of people have brought up that there was this real sense of danger... Yeah, in in the film as well, because I guess the crew was in some really dangerous spots filming it, and yeah. that sense of danger with how they filmed it things, yeah, yeah it, it really permeated its way into the film, and it yeah. kind they it really like, told the back story and of, forth, yeah.
1: the danger, yeah.
0: Oh man, so, I
1: mean that that's great that it it you know, but also like the risks mm-hmm. involved in t- you know filming that way. Yeah, it was Incredible.
0: very running gun filming. Get the stuff done while you can. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Gosh. Yeah. That yeah. one did pretty well at the festival. A lot of people were really affected by that one. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, that was a very long day of films for us that Saturday. It's long. <laughs> Lots of films, lots of ducking out. (laughs) We're kind of
1: veterans of these already, but it's still hard. Well,
0: that that day was different because we actually screened and everything. So it was like, do I need to run out and try to talk to people now? Or do I watch this film right now? What do I do? it was a tough call. Yeah, what do I do? Gosh, but the last day, we ended up missing quite a few things on the last day because we were getting press.
1: We were getting a, yeah quite a bit of press. and Yeah, we got interviewed for somebody
0: else's podcast, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. St- that one still hasn't been published yet.
1: Yeah. No, he said he'll, he'll let us know when it yeah. comes
0: out. So yeah, uh, achieving reality, the podcast mm. we interviewed with them, and they're doing like a film school mini series, so we will be included in that. And they've uploaded some episodes before ours, so if you want to hear some more interviews with the other directors and screenwriters yeah, and stuff yeah, that were at this festival. They yeah, were there for that. Yeah. For Achieving sure. Reality has a couple different episodes talking yeah. with people about screenwriting. Great writing. guys, too. They're
1: wonderful to talk to. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was a real nice conversation we yeah. had with those guys. Yeah. Gosh. But yeah, so on the last day we were doing that, but we did manage to catch some films. Um, yeah, like the the regional short films is one that mm-hmm. we definitely saw. And Backward Creep is one that really oh. stuck out to me from that block. I love that mask. Oh, man, that mask. <laughs> like, we, we spoke with uh, Christopher. Yeah. He was the director of Backward Creep. And this is another one that is like a concept film for something bigger.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, he's got a, a very inter- interesting plan of trying to, you know, bring, like, that iconic horror character. Yeah. back yeah. into films because we haven't had that in a while.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I think we had a discussion a while back about you know we don't have those iconic characters any, as much anymore mm-hmm. that, that was very prominent in the nineties, right? Yeah, because we've so, we've
0: reached a point with horror films where it's a lot of groups, yeah. groups and ideas are yeah. kind of like the villains.
1: So yeah, he his idea was to bring that iconic type of iconic villain, villain yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah, and he's he's heavily influenced by Japanese horror. Yes. which is great for me cuz so am I. Um, so it was it was really nice to see um like a villain that is based off of that type of lore get the focus in a yeah. film again, but in a different way that really sticks out cuz the way that he has this villain like they, they have they have so many things. Like I don't know how much I can say about his villain because I know it's based off of like they have like this a graphic novel I think or something that was supposed to go with it, and I don't know if that's like out or if it's like just part of the film. Yeah, I, you don't want to. I don't want to spoil. Just close anything. Yeah, I know and, because uh, it's it's just so cool. Well, but the villain is so cool; it's a sight to be sight to be seen.
1: Yeah, and, and the the effects were excellent. Yeah. It was all practical too, I believe when you said. It, right? It was all.
0: Uh, I don't know. You had a much bigger uh, conversation yeah. with him about the effects. I
1: believe. I believe it was uh, mainly practical effects, and and it was interesting how like the stuff they did with uh, some of the like how the characters were being pulled and what, what they you know what, how they how, meet, how, how they, they met their that. demise. Yeah, it was interesting to have that conversation with, with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was a. Uh, yeah, I can still remember.
0: yeah that one really stuck with that movie (laughs) like it has a really cool poster like the poster for that one is amazing and then like the aesthetic of it the short film is great the villain is great like it was that was a very interesting film like it came in on the last day and immediately jumped up on my list of things that i saw throughout the festival yeah it was it was a great time. And we got to see the mask, the villain mask, which yeah. was super cool and really creepy. It got some weight to it. Yeah. That mask really had some weight to it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Like a lot of the other ones in the the regional shorts block were like funny in a way. Like the another one I like Playtime is over is okay. another one that came in there. And this one was just a really good fun time that was full of horror references. Images, yeah. Yeah, like it, it was fun to like, it was a great time. The performances were really good. And I just really liked watching it and seeing how many horror references I could see.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a guessing. Oh, what was that from? What was that one from? What was that one from? Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I, don't, I never got to ask the question about whether or not um, that was a Suspiria reference that I saw. But I think it was a Suspiria reference that I saw for sure. A <laughs> little bit more, more subtle, that one, like a music yeah. cue. Gosh, but yeah, that one was fun. And then another one from that was um, Love Bite. Oh, the
1: the zombies. the zombies. Yeah,
0: you know I love a good zombie film. I love zombies. So Love Bite kind of followed this bickering couple. I
1: was so mad.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay, so this is another one that like I was really into, and then they lost me at the end because you have this bickering couple through a zombie apocalypse. And they're fighting about, like, who has to be right all the time. Who's right, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) who has to be right all the time. And it was really funny (laughs) up until a point that one of the people in the couple makes a a choice. They do something that is so unforgivable. Oh, my God. And I was like, that's not funny anymore. That's not cool, man.
1: Just to be proven right just to be right even though you're wrong i uh,
0: my uh, goodness that
1: made me mad
0: <laughs> yeah so that it, that was another one where like i really enjoyed it up until a point at the end
1: yeah. it, it was still a good it was a good film so. it
0: was it was well done yeah, still because like film. i really liked how the yeah. zombies like it was their saliva and they really focused on the saliva of the yeah. zombies and that that was really an interesting twist like just yeah. something done a little bit differently so that was cool, and the zombie effects themselves were fantastic, yeah, like it was a very well done film, and the dog is adorable. <laughs> yeah, so um, that that was one like it, it stuck out to me because it was done really well, and also just because the ending made me really angry. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. oh gosh, but the mm-hmm. the whole festival ended on another feature film that I thought was really cool, like at least at least it had a great like first opening act and everything like like the actual opening scene was interesting like it really thrust you into the whole i should tell i should say what the name of the film is (laughs) um the last film was called mass hysteria and it focused it was kind of an interesting meta almost type feature film about this theater troupe that's putting on a play about the salem witch trials Mm -hmm. because it's set in salem And every year they do this thing where they put on a play that's really showing like a dramatization of the witch trials and all that. And so the opening scene in this film that really sets the tone for everything is you are seeing like a witch trial happen between the the actors, but you don't really know that they're acting it out just yet.
1: Yeah, it seems very, very real. It seems super real and they just
0: thrust you into it. And then you find out that... It was oh, a rehearsal. they're just performing it?
1: It was a rehearsal, was it?
0: Like either it was either a rehearsal or it was a little like on the street type yeah, performance. Yeah. But like at oh, first yeah, you don't it, at it, first yeah. you don't know that. So you they're see, like, yeah. Oh, okay, we're we're going into the witch trials and then oh, okay, this wasn't real.
1: Wait. Yeah. The yeah. way they shot it, it's like it's happening. Yeah and then they reveal it that they're being watched by people and people are asking questions like oh wait what this oh they're performing
0: yeah right so that was a really interesting opening scene yeah. but then to follow that the whole beginning of the film was really good like I, I liked seeing like it was funny and the plot was laid down really well
1: and the character development was pretty good too during that time
0: yeah like yeah. they, they kind of lost me as the the feature film progressed you know cuz like you got as all, it got on yeah. yeah like you have like the filler stuff and everything and then it ended in kind of an interesting slasher sort of way. Yeah, but it was it was a nice way to end the festival because it it was kind of meta, like I mentioned. So yeah. it it's about like performers and everything, and it was just funny. It yeah. it, it was a nice light tone to yeah. end the festival so, with. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's definitely there. Were, there were. There's it. It was kind of a bit of a roller coaster of a, of a festival. Mm-hmm. Has, it comes to the feel. And, yeah, seriousness, and seriousness comedy. And com- yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and to end it on a on a lighter note like that, but yeah, it was still kind of like very real if you think about it. But it was a had its comedic moments, mm-hmm. and they you know they took it uh, serious, but not serious enough that it felt too serious, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then and then and you know. Being the last film before the ceremony, so that was actually kind of nice to have that nice little, like you said, lighter note mm-hmm. to kind of like end the the film marathon. Yeah, you from
0: made, what you I like. saw, it also had a really good Q and A as well. Yeah, yeah, like a really like interactive Q and A, which is always nice to see. Yeah. That's a, that's another way to end the festival yes. on a high note. Oh man! Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad we finally were able to talk about that because we told everyone we were going to talk about it and now it's been almost a month and we needed to get our thoughts down. Things
1: things happened and...
0: Yeah, stuff happens.
1: Stuff happens and, you know, we just, life took over a little bit here.
0: Yeah, well, in a way it was also really good too because we watched so many films that weekend that with all the time to go by, it really helped... To narrow down which ones really stuck with us, too, yeah. like which ones do we still remember a month after watching yeah. them, yeah, yep, so that I guess it was a good thing in that sort of way, because yeah. we could have talked to you guys about almost eighty nine films, and who knows how long this podcast would have been
1: <laughs> who knows that yeah, that's rough. <laughs>
0: It was rough. But, yeah, like, granted, we did not get to see everything, which we mentioned before, so I'm sure there were some ones that we would have liked a lot that we just didn't get to see, Mm -hmm. and that's a bummer. Like, I know there was one called The Green Ribbon from... Oh, you
1: really wanted to see that one. Yeah, yeah,
0: from the youth block, like, under-17-year-old filmmakers, and I just barely missed that one by like five minutes like if we hadn't been stopped by the farmer's market I would have gotten to see that film
1: yeah we didn't know there was to be a farmer's market and they blocked off all the roads and we had to find like a detour out to go find the parking lot and then the parking lot was another situation where we couldn't get into where we were last time so we had to find a different spot
0: yep so with so, all of that I was like five minutes too late to see yeah. the green ribbon which was based off of a, a story that I grew up with as a kid super creepy from um I'm blanking on the name of the book, but it's about a woman who's who wears a, a green ribbon around her neck, and if you know the story, then you know the story. And so I was really interested to see adaptation the it. adaptation yeah. from someone who is under 17, so like they're from a different generation for me. It's like, how did this next generation after me interpret this the way you story that the way I you grew were. up with. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so I really wanted to see that one. Luckily, I was able to find it on YouTube, so I did get to see it. Yeah. Yes, but I I wish I had been able to see it at the festival Uh, because that would have been cool. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, so I'm sure there are things that we didn't get to see that we probably would have really liked and they would have made it into this podcast, but we had to eat sometime. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, you know. Got to do what you got to do. You know, body needs some things and we have to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, Yeah. Great time in Marietta. That, yeah. was, that was such a wonderful trip.
0: Yeah, I cannot wait to go back to the Women in Horror Film Festival. That has become something that I really look forward to. And
1: actually, I just have to mention this. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with the film festival. Okay. Just the fact that our trip, we didn't even have the radio on once.
0: Oh, yeah, the entire trip that was down crazy. to Georgia and back from
1: Georgia. The radio was off the we whole time. We never turned
0: the radio on. We just talked like humans.
1: And actually, time went by faster for it me. It
0: did. It felt like time just flew by.
1: Yeah. So, I think we're going to try that again next year.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll, tr- <laughs> we'll try it. Like, there was definitely some moments where I wanted music to, like, fill up the empty space and, yeah. like, just to sing along to and everything, but it wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, give it a try. <laughs>
0: yeah. It
1: worked out for us, so. Yeah,
0: pretend like it's, like, back in the day or something. Who knows? Yeah. How far back before there were radios? Really right. far back? Uh, well back. In cars? Yeah. Radio, like, I know there were radios, but were the radios in cars?
1: Not till, like, maybe 50s or 60s? Maybe a little earlier. Pretend right,
0: it's three. the 1910s. There you and go. And you're just driving in a car somewhere.
1: On a horse, Dave, uh, horse carriage.
0: Well, that's that's even <laughs> further back. <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: they definitely didn't have radio. Though.
0: Talk to each other. That's, that's the main point. Let's anyway,
1: talk. I just had to throw yes. that out there, because <laughs> I, I, that was really interesting that we were able to get through... A eleven-hour trip one way. And well, not with, with potty
0: breaks, twelve hours. I'd say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yes. yeah, great time.
0: <laughs> we finally got <laughs> to talk to you about the film festival. Yeah. So, hopefully, we'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, I'm Haley, and I'm Eric, and we are Reels on Reels.